When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. All right, Patrick Roycey, what's going on? Okay, I've already tipped Rami off on this, so you might get a double dose of abuse today. But uh, I was listening to uh, Driving In uh, to Do um, Ricey Unchained today, as well as Monday Night Sports Talk. Uh, This was, uh, you know, you're going to be hearing this uh, in in 24 hours. But uh, I heard your pie chart. Yes, I heard your pie chart for responsibility of the of the Vikings loss. Yes. Now I'm I I kind of make fun of our fascination with round numbers, you know, historic numbers like the ten year anniversary, the fifteen. You know, we can't have the thirteenth year anniversary. Care. No, it's got to be ten or fifteen or yep. twenty. Yep. Ah, uh, but when you're doing a hypothetical. Pie chart yep. on a loss. You can't have eleven percent. You can't have eleven percent. I think I gave eleven. How does eleven percent uh, differentiate than ten percent? You can't do that. You can't have eleven percent. You can if your pie chart adds up to one thirty-eight, <laughs> and then you're trying to restructure yes. it to bring yes. it down by enough to get you. Yes. Well, that I guess. And you know, so. I've got okay. the vanilla math, so I'm you, mm-hmm. see. The difference is you're very good at math. Yes, You're I am. gifted at math. Yes. I am not. Mm-hmm. I had the uh, phone out on my calculator trying to figure it out, and that's well, all I here's, on 11%. Here's what you have to do if you're doing a pie chart. You have to not, you if you want to give responsibility to 60, you can't use up a great big hunk of that 100% early and then not have anything left over for the other guys. So that's, uh, that's the secret of the pie chart. Now, I uh, spent Sunday afternoon at the Jim Wells uh, uh, tribute uh, uh, celebration of his life uh, at Canterbury Park. Mm-hmm. So my observations of the uh, football game, were merely seeing the Chiefs jumping up and down from a distance, knowing that they had won the game. But uh, here's what I want to know. After spending all last week mad at Xavier Rhodes, <laughs> how come Trey Waynes is the one who gets burned? Ask Andy Reid. Yeah, well, I was shocked. Well, were they letting him try to cover Tyreek by himself? Where, where was to where quote was, Frank? <laughs> to quote know. Frank Broyles, where was the safety man? <laughs> Where was the safety man? <laughs> Did you see the first touchdown, the 40-yard touchdown to Tyreek Hill? Because the safety man was late. 
That's where the safety man was. Harrison Smith came over late. Harrison was going to go up and stop a run or something like that. But they went after uh, Trey Wayans. There's no question about it. And, well, and if you're going to try to single, I mean, if you're not going to, uh, you know, bump him at the line of scrimmage, uh, that's, uh, you, you got troubles, right? Oh, God, uh, that kid Once is he gets by, incredible. It's, it's, it's incredible. But people are talking about that game as though they laid an egg against a backup quarterback. They laid an egg against a team that was missing six or seven starters. I yes. mean, their offensive line was beat to hell. Their defense was beat to hell. Uh, what surprised me about that game is that how they stopped Delvin Cook. They were what? Well, you you had the stat that he didn't. Uh, I don't think he had a yard. He never had a yard without being the, hit. Without in the in the so he was never two yards past the line of scrimmage without being hit. Correct. So it is interesting that the Chiefs would sell out to stop the run and it would work. Mm-hmm. You know because they were terrible. This this is probably they had to change a lot, right? Because they were thirtieth defensively against the run. They had to change their whole concept to sell out to stop the run, right? Yes. And they, they basically started, I guess they they started improving against the run a few weeks back against Denver. That That's uh, Spagnola, who was Childress's old buddy, who was coach of the Rams at one yeah. point. He's pretty. He's a good coordinator. They had a lot of blitzes uh, be, yep. in other games, but they didn't They didn't do that that yep. much yesterday. But right? I'm with they, you. The problem here was not Matt Moore. No. Matt Moore is a decent— But, but they, three of their offensive linemen yeah. were hurt, and uh, I don't know if they all missed, but uh, three of their offensive linemen— they, the, that game that they lost to the Packers, they finished with only two of their starting offensive linemen, and they already were— I know the guys on TV for that game were saying that uh, there's no substitutes on defense. The guys are—they've been out there a long time, and they have no option. To put right? out there, yeah. But meanwhile, with all the gloom about the Vikings, they're 6-3. and three, And when you look at what happened to the rest of the NFC North, yep. they all lost to bad teams. They all lost to bad teams. They all stink. The Bears, I got to concede to you, you were right about Trubisky. Because I had hopes for him last year. I thought he was improving, but he's brutal. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the Bears are lost. The first he's, overall, Trubisky's pick. not going to work. First overall, boy, when you what, when second. you second, they okay, traded up to the, get him second. The first quarterback, though, first right? quarterback, yeah, yeah. When you take the first quarterback in the draft and miss when there's other guys, <laughs> right? When right. there's other guys, that's uh, that's that's a firing offense. This makes Christian ponder that miss seem like nothing. Oh yeah, because that was what twelfth, eleventh, twelfth, something mm-hmm. like that. This is brutal. Uh he's uh, and and by the way, Mitch. They've all turned on you now in Chicago. They've all turned on you. I guess the uh, I guess the Bears vent line on on Sunday was even better than the Packers vent line. The anger, huh? Oh yeah, I think they get yeah yeah. I I could see that. Well, the Packers, you know, that was only what their second loss. Yes, it's a bad loss, but it's their second loss. Bad loss when they're playing a underachieving Chargers team and had less than 100 yards going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. They were uh they were brutal, but then then the Lions have caved it in. So, with all the melancholy, uh you still got a game left here with the Lions, here with the Bears. Yep. Can't impossible to lose. They're both in a race to the bottom. You got the Packers here. You got the Packers here. You should beat them here. So uh, there's, I, I still think they're going to win the division. I think the Packers have more losses in front of them. And they have this advantage. They're going to Dallas, but the Cowboys are playing Monday night, right? Tonight, right? Yes, they are. Yeah, so yep. you, get, short week. you get the team on the Look short week. You. Although, as you, pointed, as you pointed out, yep. 
the Vikings had a longer week of preparation this time, and it didn't do them any good. So, you know, I mean, they right they had ten that days. Thursday, they yeah. had ten days. The schedule has still set up for them well. So, anyway, I just don't know how good they see. I can't. Get, I don't have a read on on these guys because you had those first four games where they were yeah, and then the next four, but they're playing bad, crappy teams to you know mediocre at best. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, this they, one, they, they, this was did, the type of game you win. They did beat the Eagles yeah. easily. But wasn't this the type of game where you go in and you win well, you and got you say, that, we got, you out got of that. You got that other team, Kansas City, doubting itself something fierce. So, yeah. Anyway, who cares about the Vikings this week? This is Penn State week. Uh, I haven't been this excited since Iowa came to town in 1960. Well, I have been, but... Uh, <laughs> But it's you know it's big you know what the hell they they have a two game lead in the West. Yep. Even if they lose this one, Iowa and Wisconsin play this week. Yep. One of them is going to have three losses. So even if you fall on your face, you can still win the division. Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know who Wisconsin has. Le- if Wisconsin loses that game, mm-hmm. uh, you know they come in here with three. They're, they're coming in here with three losses. You're not going to have more than one. Northwestern is horrible. And then you're going to Iowa. It's it goes. Um, they could lose Penn it State at Iowa at Northwestern Wisconsin. Uh, for the it'll be interesting to see the hangover if the Penn State game win or lose. Uh, if they win, of course, everybody will be excited, and then they'll probably go down to Iowa and have some problems. If they lose, uh, you know, then you go down feeling sorry for yourself. I always remember the Michigan game. You know, the famous Mason-Michigan game where they blew the big lead. Oh, three, yeah. And it wasn't so much that one, but the next week I think they got beat at Indiana because they were still sucking wind. Was it Indiana? It might have been Michigan State. Maybe it was. But, yeah, they 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 did lose the next week. Yeah, they went in the tank. So Uh, so it's Iowa-Wisconsin. You're right this weekend. Then Wisconsin goes to Nebraska. Then Wisconsin hosts Purdue. Yeah. And then they play the Gophers. Yeah. And now who's Iowa got left? Iowa got anybody tough? Iowa got anybody tough? Because uh, Iowa Hawkeyes, let me see. They've got um, after Minnesota. They've got Illinois at home, and then they've got Nebraska in Nebraska. Well, so either way, the, the, the I guess it looks like then the team that you, you know, you're going to have to beat Iowa or Nebraska to be. I mean, yes. If, but if you beat Penn State, oh, then you can lose. You can lose. One of the, you know, you can lose two of those maybe and still go to the uh, conference championship game. Mm-hmm. How about Northwestern, the defending Big Ten West champions? They could, they get, they got three points last week. This They're is terrible. Old, this They're is awful. old, old school. Oh, this is. What They're, the hell happened? Just here? horrible offensively. They can't make a play. It's unbelievable. Pat Fitzgerald was like the candidate to be the national coach of the year last year, and they yeah. brutal. Yeah, the the West is way worse than we all thought it was going to be when this all started. Well, Nebraska, Nebraska was supposed terrible. to be good, yes, but just because. Hey, I want to give you an example of of reputation. Nebraska, there's still this Nebraska mystique. Twenty years later, you know, when's yes. the last time they contended for something nationally? When's the last time they went to a real bowl game? Oh four or something like that. They went to a Fiesta Bowl or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's been, I don't remember. But no. it's still they. You know, if if a if a guy goes to Nebraska, he automatically gets lifted from a three star to a four star, and they still have this prestigious. But they're, you know, they're no better than Iowa. 
they're you know and haven't been as good as Iowa the last I was decade. Say, and right now they're not. No, and uh, they like to be Iowa. Yeah, and they're you know oh, oh Scott Frost he did well at Central Florida and he's uh, coming up here and he's the guy we want and now all of a sudden Nebraska is <laughs> going to be good and they were rated what. 16th or 18th or something yeah they were supposed to be really good this season they're no good they're they're you know there was you found that out early Mm -hmm. when they lost to colorado yeah at colorado's terrible colorado's one of the worst teams Mm -hmm. in the in the pac-12 well the game the game here they came in and got rolled Mm -hmm. they're they're not you know it used to be what physical farm kids right oh yeah Minnesota yeah. completely destroyed him. Two on years the line. in a row. Yeah. PJ's has been fifty. What's the number? I had it. Uh, how many? What was it this year? Forty. How many did they get against him this year? Forty. What? I think it was forties. Yeah. And then, well, last year it was fifty-six or something. That was I the mean, one they, at Nebraska. They right? beat them yeah. like no. That was wasn't it here two years? No, the, no, the, no. They lost last year at Nebraska. Two years in a row, though. The last two times they've been here. The Gophers have outscored them like 90 to 20 or something, 100 to 20 or something. Yeah, they are. Get blown off the ball. So, uh, I mean, it's it's sitting there for them. And uh, it is amazing to me that this isn't like a jam-packed sellout, though. I just saw a story that, you know, first of all, they were offering students, what, seven bucks, bring a friend or something? I think they were giving away a ticket, yeah. And now they're giving away the veterans. If you're a veteran, register, and you can get your family, you can get four tickets. It's astounding to me that uh, that you know active. Maybe it's active military. I don't know. It might be. Active Why aren't military. we more into this? Do you think? I don't know. We usually love this because we like this guy. Damn near everybody in town likes this guy, don't they? Yeah, we love. But we ordinarily love this stuff, right? Yeah. Where you're hot, you're the hot yeah, thing, right? Usually unexpected. I've always said nothing. I mean. Last year gave a hint that they were improved, right. but this is unexpected success. Right. And usually unexpected success is what the public likes better than ever. And who's taking away the attention? Nobody. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's I not mean, the, like... bikes, the bikes are the bikes, but beyond sure. that, you know, it's not because people are jamming into wild games, <laughs> although I see they uh, claim to have a sellout. But I don't know. I'm, I'm very surprised. Usually when we like, I mean, Holtz came to town. Oh. And he really introduced us to BS, right? Yes. I mean, he introduced us to the hard sell. Yep. And people went nuts. The dome was full from game one. Why was that? Are we, what was the big we one? Was it, it Oklahoma? They played. Did yeah, they play 13 Oklahoma? Thirteen to seven or at something. one point, and they sold it out, and it was yeah. We well, that was eighty five though. But but yeah, they sold them out. Well, remember he had the spring game in the dome, and they claimed that. They had 40. It was like 25. But they had 25,000 show up for a spring game for a team that had given up, had gone 1-10 and 10 and gave up 600 points or one, you know, in in the, the previous year. So, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. It, it's a, certainly a much crowded, more crowded sports scene. Well, sure. But, uh, but you're undefeated. You got Penn State. I would have thought that this thing would have sold up. Damn quick. Planning for a secure future requires sound investment advice. That's why I rely on my guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, for guidance in planning and maintaining a long-term financial strategy. This is Ricey, and I've known Josh for many years. I trust Josh and recommend him because he listens and delivers the kind of service that you'll need to feel confident about your financial future. I encourage you to get to know him the same way I did many years ago. Call Josh Arnold at 95. 
952-925-5608 and set up your 48-minute no-obligation consultation. Call 952-925-5608. You'll always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Call Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold at 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All right, I, I have to address uh, some of the, uh, the... First of all, I looked at the... Uh, when Florida State, when they fired Willie Taggart, uh, which is unbelievable. He's, they owe him uh, $17 million. The second largest buyout in the history of college football next to Charlie Weiss's $19 million at Notre Dame. <laughs> and... They fire him halfway through, or two-thirds of the way through his second disappointing season. But people are saying, I looked at one of the websites, eight prospective coaches, at, at and they had all these, they had James Franklin. Why would James Franklin leave Penn State to go to Florida State? Yep. It's a lesser conference. Yep. The facilities suck. That's the main Jimbo left for two reasons: money, but also the facilities are antiquated and they haven't improved them. Uh, they have a horrible administration. They got some guy that their new AD. They got rid of their AD, and their new AD is like just some administrator. Like if you take somebody out of the president's office, no AD experience at all. He's a dummy. I was looking all this up, but here's the other deal. Minnesota pays way more money than Florida State's going to pay. A, they owe Willie $17 million. I looked this up. And now, this is a year ago. This is the numbers from a year ago. The The payout per team from TV, ACC, $26.6 million. Mm-hmm. Big 10, $37 million. Big 12, $34.3 million. SEC, $40.9 million. Pac-12, $30.9 million. The ACC... Doesn't pay. Their, they, their, their TV network doesn't make money, uh, you know, in the same kind of money. So it's not – Florida State is not swimming in dollars down. They they love football, but the ship has sailed. They're, they're rapidly becoming the Nebraska of the South. That's interesting. You know, yeah. I mean, it's this whole idea, oh, it's Florida State. Hey, that was Free Shoes University was how long ago? Six, seven years, right? How when's the yeah, last time they competed years. nationally? Yeah, and uh, so uh, so who's going to have openings? Southern Cal, maybe, but then again, they're famous for not paying. They're famous for not, in you know, not giving a coach five because PJ is going to get five here. Yeah, they're going to re- rip up his oh, contract yeah. and give him five plus. He's eleventh out of the what is it fourteen now? Because of the raises issued this year. Yeah, he's I, 11th. I think when they gave him his deal last time, which was only a year ago, right? Yeah, it, I think so. He was sixth or seventh, but then Brahms blackmailed him into $5 million. How do you think Purdue feels about that? And But he's going to get over five. I don't think he's leaving until Michigan or Notre Dame opens. Well, that's my question. And Michigan might open in a year. Or and both might, of them might open in a year. Yeah. Or I think Kelly's good for another year, but, but you know Harbaugh turning, denying rumors that he's looking for an NFL job means nothing. Uh, that it from reasonable sources, you know, from reasonable 
outlets saying that. So if he leaves, you know. How has that not worked? I don't know. That's not no. And now they're gonna, you know, they got a chance if if by some miracle they beat Michigan. I mean Ohio State. Yeah. I mean he's only lost two, but it's you know like you know. But it hasn't worked. I thought it was. They going... haven't been fabulous. No, oh, I thought they'd be great. And again, that's another example of uh, ratings. Uh, you know, recruiting ratings being. Over what he hasn't done is he had never had a hard at quarterback. He, he the one he got was a transfer that Shea Shea Patterson the the theirs now is mediocre, but they don't have a he hasn't had the great quarterback which you thought he'd be the quarterback whisperer there or something. Yes, I think he might be too erratic for everything. You know, well then he might be too erratic for all coaching. Yeah, well he might not. NFL too. No, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Who uh, now? I can see him going to Cleveland though. Can't you? I can see it because yeah. Fat Freddy Kit, the aptly named Fat Freddy Kitchen, well, is not going to survive. And this guy will yeah. like sex appeal, right? Won't he like sex appeal? Yes. <laughs> although, although I think I might be tempted to go with with a guy like McCarthy, who's done this before. And th- yes, th- th- but what I'm saying is, that I see what you're saying. But Hunt, the ownership wants the problem with with Jim is he's to use your word so erratic that I. But here's the deal. I think it's a pain in the ass. But they want glitz. McCarthy ain't glitz. I would think the Browns. The Browns have to give their fans something after selling them this bill of goods oh. <laughs> this year. And by the way, that Mayfield. Yeah, you need somebody who can handle Mayfield. Yes, that's and what I'm I, saying. I don't think either McCarthy or him can. Really? I mean, McCarthy couldn't handle Rodgers. Well, not at the end, but that was that had gotten off the. I don't know yeah, but, that but, at but, first. Harbaugh might punch him. The thing about so, uh, McCarthy, you know. McCarthy's got to be the happiest guy on the face of the earth right now because by not getting hired going into this season, he's now going to be in demand. Yeah, probably, probably. I mean, the Jets are a look at the Jets. Oh yeah, Adam Gaze thing is a disaster. Yeah, and and what a hire! He just got fired. I know. And a he's know. a weird guy. Yes, it it's uh, but uh, you know I I I can see that guy hiring Harbaugh to get to deflect attention yeah. to deflect attention from another lousy year. Harbaugh saying he's not. Not leaving is almost a clear indication that he will. Be <laughs> well, you know, he has to say that because they have that early signing period now, December, and you got to. So you, you think PJ would go Michigan or Notre Dame? Notre Dame. He couldn't. He couldn't pass up those two, and it wouldn't be for money. It would be here if you're the coach at Michigan and Notre Dame. Yeah. Your your base doesn't have to be as high because there's all that auxiliary, you know, that ancillary money you can right. make that. Uh, wouldn't have to be. He'd have to go to Notre Dame, wouldn't he? Oh, I think so. Yeah. I wonder if he. Plus, I think. I wonder if he's. I think it would work there. Uh, I think they'd love it. Uh, they would for a while, but well, I wonder sure, if it it's too old. big for them. It might. I wonder get old, if. The, I wonder if the personality is too big. I mean, Lou came, but Lou had the, you know, the background, and you know, he had Sister Mary Harriet to have singing the Nighter Name fight song at East Liverpool High School every time. East Liverpool, whatever the cat. St. Aloysius, I believe it was, okay. in East Liverpool High School. And every day they marched in and out of the school with the Notre Dame fight song because Sister Mary Harriet was, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, was the whole deal. Uh, hey, one thing, uh, uh, I do think Kiffin would be a perfect uh, coach for him, don't you? Florida State? Oh, for Florida State? Yeah. Because he'll, 
We will have. Uh, What's he like? We these will days? be he's back. Still goofy. Oh, I'm sure. But you need somebody down there who's going to out rogue Miami, right? Yep. You need somebody who's going to. Yeah, that's true. Because they got Manny Diaz down there now, and Manny's the South Florida. You know, I, I got a hunch we're going to go back to the old Hurricanes, and if Florida State's going to compete with them, they got to go back to the old Florida States. Which, by the way. I'm all in on both accounts. Oh, sure. Yeah. Much more fun. Yes. Yes, it is. I got in a little trouble because I uh, tweeted out uh, Dalvin Cooks, a Florida State guy. Did it. Yeah. What was it? That uh, It was grammatically incorrect. Oh, I yeah, yeah. I saw, oh, yeah. his quote from yesterday, after yesterday's game. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah the language just, didn't get a victory in that. No, goal. no, and people think it's somehow it's, uh, I mean, I'm just having some fun here, right? Uh, oh, did you get some, uh, uh well, tweets back complaining about your, they wasn't doing nothing special. I gave him yeah, an F minus, I gave him an F minus for grammar. Yeah, I, I did. Why. I thought it was by Roycey standards of Twitter, it was no, very, no, very mild, very mild. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I think Kiffin had, that, that would be a match made in heaven, wouldn't it? Oh, Kiffin of yes. Florida State. That's it would right. be great fun. So if if Kiffin went to Florida State, which program would be put on probation first, Florida mm-hmm. State or Miami? They don't even do it anymore. Do we stop? They, we don't give a damn. Who's when's the last Good. time? I, I even, don't think we. Should, I mean, they got basketball coaches on phones. You know, yeah, what, offering a hundred thousand dollars. That's and, a good question. You and they what? say, well, you know, they get some. Uh, you know, the guy down in, they had the goods on the guy in Arizona like nobody's ever. The FBI, for Miller, God's yeah. sakes, and the NCAAs. Didn't Bill Self get slapped guys. on the wrist for some what used to be a major violation recently? Yes, yeah. And he's not in trouble? Well, he's. they might give him a – people think that maybe next year he'll have an eight-game suspension to start the oh, season. Oh, no. Which will be all the, no. you know, exhibition no, he, games. He can't coach the non-conference against Cupcakes? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that something like that. Sure, that's rip his probably, heart out. That's probably what they're gonna. They don't. They might as well close her down and just let her. And the other thing is academic in L. You got to stress those academics. You walk in a school now, at the prices they're paying. Yep. You, you know, if you show up once a month, and you know, have somebody go on the internet and get a nice term paper, nobody's gonna do anything about it. And at the U. All this stuff about their great improvements in academia in the athletics, it's everywhere. Nobody flunks out anymore. You got to disappear. You got to go live in a cabin for a month and not contact anybody to flunk out of any school in America now. So it's, uh, you know, it's, the you know, you can do damn near anything you want to recruiting and you can, you know, once you get a kid in here. Uh, it's damn near impossible for him to flunk out. I feel bad for Clem. I do, too. Clem was ahead of his time, and <laughs> we didn't right. realize it. That's right. As I wrote all the time is, Poor you know, Clem. Clem's problem was Poor he was Clem. a man of the 50s, yeah. and he didn't know that you didn't have to get a, get a, you know, a member of your support staff to write term papers. They could all go on the internet and yeah, you're right. You know, they even then you could go on and order whatever term paper you wanted, and if you're a dummy, you could order a C paper, and if you're a, you know a little smarter, you go just don't order an A paper if you're a dummy. Sure, and you're, everything will be then changed to eight words, and you're in. 
you know. Yeah, it was. Poor Clem. Clem, he was a man of the past, you know. Too bad it is. Boy, you know, God loved George Dorman because it was a big story at the time, but to win a Pulitzer Prize for that thing, you know, academic, you know, <laughs> instead of picking on the Govers, it should have been academic fraud that's taking a place from coast to coast, right? Yes. You know, Florida State was, you know, free shoes you, but they were, they were, uh, you know, you know the way to track down in the two thousands was how many kids on your football and basketball team have been declared learning disabled. That tells you. That tells you uh, what you you know. I always told you the Coach Brew story when I went over there for my peace <laughs> meeting, and yes. he was bragging to me about it. he used to have one guy working with learning disabled kids, but he now had three. And then I looked up learning disabled, and there's like eight different categories. You know, one of them is you can't walk fast or something. I, you know, I mean, it was. It but was, you can run. It, it was unbelievable, you know, what uh, what they did. So, yeah, I feel sorry for Clem. I love Clem, man. Even when he screamed at you, he was great. Yeah. And uh, what what was Clem's big thing? That if they played neutral site games like at Target Center or the Met, <laughs> no, well, the that those year, were road games? When he we went to the NIT finals that year, he and Brackett had always argued because Brackett had always made a big deal about they couldn't win on the road. Yep. And that year they were redoing Williams Arena. When they, I remember uh, that was the year season. he ended up playing Georgetown. I actually went out the for the New York for the. We still were interested enough in the NIT to send two guys, wow. but uh, yeah, they won. Uh, the right they there. played them all at home, I believe, four of them, and uh, one at Met Center and three at Target Center. Or one, you know, I remember two, going two. to one against USC and, at Met Center, and, and Clem declared them all road victories. <laughs> Dennis, were we at Williams Arena? Nope. Road game. <laughs> if the dateline was Bloomington? Yes, right. It didn't matter if it was game. Bloomington, Indiana, or Bloomington, Minnesota. Yeah. One thing about Clem is you could uh, you could uh, get enough access to him to give him a hard time. It was uh, it was fun. So, anywho, that's uh, that's my. They, I was going one thing I was going to bring up. Talking about Nebraska being rated in that. Mm-hmm. Go for a women's basketball team, rated 23rd in the country. Uh, Lindsey Whelan's a coach. They were okay last year, and somehow they got picked to be fourth in the Big Ten. Uh, people who have uh, observed them <laughs> are telling me this is. This is like rating Nebraska in the top twenty-five in football. That uh, it could be bad. Really, they don't have any, you know, shooter. You know, they got one good player, but they played South Dakota, which is good. You Mm -hmm. know, in a scrimmage a week ago and got beat like by twenty-five at Williams Arena, and it was. Was that a closed scrimmage? Yeah, it was close. I love these it was pl- a secret. I love it. Was not a, yeah, the like, Gophers men. You know, the Gopher men, at least they leak out information yes. now, and they had stats, but this was, was a oh, double secret. Nobody was supposed to know about it. Wow. And they beat them bloody. The I men guess. did that for a couple years, right, where they tried mm-hmm. to keep it under wraps. Now I think they had a, issued a press release that they played. Here's my thing about that. I believe th- this year the men played Iowa State, right? Yes. In their closed. How is that closed? I would go to I I would go yeah I you should play Iowa well, State because it, it, it's that's again an NCAA rule they scrimmage them they but then can scrimmage, scrimmage them and then they have exhibitions against but can they scrimmage they get, one one of these crappy teams 
and play Iowa yes, State yes. for real in in the in the exhibition. Yeah, yes, you're, you're right. I don't they know play why Cleveland that is. Cleveland State tomorrow. I don't care about Cleveland. Well, State. Well, they, didn't they have a or tonight? Didn't they play Southwest State or somebody yes. last week as an exhibition? Yes. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, you're. Uh, I, I don't understand. I'd rather see Iowa State Minnesota play for real and then have the close scrimmage against one of these teams no one cares about. That's uh, that is true. Say uh, the uh, the the Timberwolves. Uh, you know who I've decided I like? Who? A Kogi. Oh yeah, I like him a lot. Yep. I uh, I, I don't know if we're seeing an all new Wiggy, like uh, they want us to tell us. Uh, and I'm not a. I don't know why Georgie Jing is not playing instead of this other stiff, Vonley. But. Uh, <laughs> I was out. Uh, we were talking very the other day. Like of you to I like a, I like a Kogi a lot. I think that he's uh, you know he he guards people. He yep. can make a shot. He's uh, he's one reason they're better than people thought they were going to be. He's always going. Me. Yes, yes. That's the other thing. He's a twenty-five minute guy. So anyway, that's uh, that's my observation on them. My observation on the Wild is my grandson Luke. Yes, age nine went to Saturday's game. Okay. And he saw a loss for the 10th straight time, but he saw three goals, yes. which topped his previous total by one. Way to go, In Luke. his previous see? nine games, he'd seen the Wild score two goals. Yeah. This time, they scored three. So and, he was, so they're improved in his, in, his, in his loo. And boy, did we uh, pay tribute to that point. In various outlets, uh, the uh, I, you, you got a point against the Blues, who, by the way, got to play the rest of the season without their one dynamic player, right? Terry yeah, Cinco. Terry Cinco, Although O'Reilly's probably their best player, right? O'Reilly's fantastic. Yeah, and their goaltender, who, in, in fact, uh, our guy Jake Allen played on Saturday. Why was that? Uh, I didn't know Jake was even still there. Jake's their. They backup. didn't give us Bennington then. No, huh? they gave us Bennington two nights before mm-hmm. in St. Louis, and so and Jake had been sick and had missed some time. Jake looks very shaky, but they still got two points. And you were over watching the Gophers, and even with uh, hated Notre Dame, Big Ten rival, and uh, win the night before, they didn't have any people there. Uh, Five thousand fa- something. Like in that. fact, I will. I took a picture of a of the faceoff early in the game that I will show you here, so you can uh, pass it on to the masses. There is an early faceoff Woo! of Saturday's wow, game. Well, let's they, just say the student section. For a four o'clock faceoff, didn't turn out. You know, this the, is the norm now. The though. idea of of making the students stop taunting ruined it, didn't it? Oh, you know what? You know, Sportsmanship sucks. Yes, it does. For crowds, it's terrible. Sportsmanship, especially D one college sports, Pat. I'm tired of sportsmanship. I said this on Twitter, but I got to bring it up here. I'm, I'm so I'm so excited about this. I can't stand it. So, I was Jim Wells. I, uh, by the way, Jim Wells' uh, lifelong friend Tom Regal. He was a buddy of his for fifty minutes. I mean, for fifty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday at Canterbury, they had a celebration of Jim's like big turnout, two hundred and fifty people, probably at least. Nice. And uh, Tom talked about. It. I mean, Tom knew his, the intimate details of Jim's life and talked about him for thirty minutes, and it was great. And I, I more talked about. Our uh, our love, our mutual love of goofy people in sports. You know, mm-hmm. the, like you know, you talk to Jim. You didn't talk to him about Randy Moss and Rod Crew. You talked to him about 
Albert Minchie, the jockey who got married nine times, and Ray Webby, this fighting gadfly character who we we both loved because he was just on a different planet. And, you know, Wellesley loved the goofy guys. Dark, you know, was, sure. we, we both loved Dark because, you know, as I always said, some of my wife's friends who were an admirer of Dark says, how do you know when he's telling the truth? And, and I, my answer was always, who cares? <laughs> They're great stories. <laughs> anyway, uh, this was, uh, so I was looking up some stuff, uh, some Red Smith obits. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a whole book of them, Two Absent Friends, Red Smith. And one of them was Joe Palmer, who was a famous racing writer <clears throat> in the 30s, 40s, and then uh, was at the New York Herald Tribune, the greatest sports writing newspaper ever from 44 to 52 before he died at 48 of a heart attack. I think dissipation had something to do with that. He might not have made curfew every time, but but he was. Uh, there's a book out there that this is racing or something that's supposed to be fantastic with his stuff, and he was a great writer. But I found this uh, description of his writing style: he mostly circled his ostensible subject while rarely landing on it. He's my hero, and I didn't even know it. He's wow. my guy. Yeah, he's my guy. From now on, that's I, how do you write? I try to emulate Joe Palmer. That's me. So anyway, yeah, that's a hell was, of a description. It of- was a, but a Wellesley, uh, you know, seventy three years old and uh, went in for an angiogram and had a massive heart attack and uh, never really uh, regained consciousness and died. But uh, good, uh, he uh, was at the St. Paul paper for thirty seven years, but then uh, he. Uh, when they had their uh, controversial sports editor over there, who shall go nameless, who they all drove everybody crazy, and a lot of them took the buyout. And, yep. and I think it was 07. He took it. Firm Oil took it. A bunch of guys. And he, Canterbury, started writing this blog for Canterbury, and he also covered boxing. And he really, you know, that's when you really got to see what a good writer and what a literate guy he was because, you know, the St. Paul paper didn't want a lot of horse racing stories. And, right. And if they did, they wanted 18 inches. And and, and he was a great uh, – he was a Golden Gloves boxing – he won the Faribault Championship in 66. He won the St. Paul Championship in 67. He was a Golden Gloves boxer. And uh, so boxing – he when he first came to our paper, he was seventy one in St. Paul. He became the boxing guy because he wanted it. Mm-hmm. And when horse racing came in eighty five, they gave him the they let him because they didn't have anybody. And they he was willing to do it, and uh, and he took both those things and uh, and really uh, you know made him his own. And and I, the reason I was looking up this stuff is. You know, he would have fit in the fifties perfectly. You know, horse racing and and boxing and writing about characters. You know, which is a style you don't see much in this uh, time. But anyway, I was a sad this this one. There were nine of us hired in a two and a half year period, and I was the first in uh, September sixty eight. And he's the fifth one of those to uh, die now. But we didn't see this one coming. We didn't. There was no advance notice for right. this one, so it was a little tough on all of us. Yeah, uh, three of the four uh, Pat Thompson, Wonger, and I were there, and uh, Big Pete, Carl Peterson, he's probably already at his winter home or something. So, but there's only four of us left. So, 
Anywho, good turnout though, huh? Yeah, good turnout. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Which sport, Pat? If if you could if you could bring back the sport in in its previous popularity, horse racing or boxing? Which which one which one lent itself to the best writing and sort of the most fun that is now? Missed? I think horse racing, in a lot of ways, when it was big. It kind of like golf. It had a majesty. It has a majesty about it sure. that, that can be written, and, and and it has all the auxiliary characters. You know, it's it's the horse, but it's the jockey, but it's the trainer, but it's the groom. It's the, you know, it's you got all these. It's the better. Although Joe Palmer always he, he said the. People don't pick up the paper to read about gambling. You know, he read he read about the athletes. But uh, I think probably horse racing because of all the elements. But boxing certainly. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when the heavyweight championship stopped America in the '60s. You know, I mean, a heavyweight championship bout. Sonny Liston and Muhammad Cassius Clay. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the next day he told us he was Muhammad Ali, but he was Cassius Clay, a 21-year-old kid. When he fought Sonny Liston, 62, is it? And it's—you want to know about America changing. You know, first of all, Cassius Clay slash Muhammad invented taunting. Taunting did not exist in sports before Muhammad Ali. before, But—and he was the Louisville Lip. And America— was rooting for Sonny Liston, a former prison guy, you know, a cri- basically a criminal fighting for the mob to shut up this punk. <laughs> you, yeah. you know, I mean, if you want to know how much America's changed in in my lifetime, it's uh, it's that's so. What it. what shifted that to embracing it? Cosell and Ali. Yeah, I think so. Cosell became a. a the more we got. The more we got to know him, the more he made us laugh. Because we, when he first started, we had no idea what was going on here. Because even in boxing, you know, if a guys were fighting for the fifth time like they used to, they might say something nasty about each other. Sure. But but mostly, I yeah, it was a great fight, and I expect I respect my opponent. And you know, all sports, you always respected your opponent. There was no boasting. Uh, college football. You know, you could have somebody horrible coming into town, and you would the the build up all week would be about all the assets that team had, and you know you <laughs> yeah. can't overlook anybody yes. and stuff like that. I mean, it was completely, it was you know, it was a completely different country then. We didn't believe in boasting. We uh, we, we never would have imagined, uh, let's say, a, uh, a boastful. President of the United States that we seem to have uh, landed on here and 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 uh, you mean one that in, goes to a social media in, platform in <laughs> 2019, yes. But uh, but anyway, yeah, Muhammad was. Uh, I'd say horse racing because of the the majesty of it, but boxing certainly. I think boxing was of the two in the fifties. Yep. You know, and I wasn't in either. Boxing was uh, boxing was bigger in the fifties and sixties. Because boxing was the first sport of television, really. Mm-hmm. You know, they they could yeah. put four cameras around a ring. You know, have a black and white smoke filled arena, and, you'd, and they'd have the they had Wednesday night fights and Friday night fights. And boxing was the 
you know, when television was just getting started, boxing was the first TV sport. Not so much horse racing because right, how are you going to, you know, you had to have... You had to have a camera, and you, you know, when they were running on the other side of the track, they were dots, you know. Right. So, yeah, boxing was probably, uh, would have been more, plus it was, boxing was everywhere, and horse racing wasn't. So that'd be another reason. Positive Pat. Positive Pat. Okay, I'm going to say it. Gophers, in an offensive, they're playing a defensive team. Mm-hmm. In Penn State, and I think that plays into their hands because they're very good offensively. They have an offensive line that's good. They got great skill position players. They got an adequate quarterback. And uh, I think, and I don't think Penn State has an explosive offense. Penn State has kind of a methodical offense. I think the Gophers win. Woo! And I'm I'm not just BSing or jinxing. I think they win. (laughs) I think they win because I don't think Penn State is fantastic, and uh, they're in great shape. And then I think they go down to Iowa and get beat, thirteen to ten or something like that. And then they win at Northwestern, and then then they'll have fun with Wisconsin. But if uh, yeah, anyway, that's I think they. I don't think Penn State's great. I think they're over. I think they're good, but I don't think they're uh, explosive offensively. If they had the other guy playing quarterback that they had last year, McSorley, yep. I'd say they'd get beat, but I don't think this Clifford guy is anywhere near as good as him. Unchained. You got an unchained before we wrap up. Anything I'm terribly upset about? Not really. Am I upset about anything? It, I uh, very mild this week. Yeah, well, you know, I do, uh, I am tempted to uh, leap to the defense of of Cousins, is Cousins still the leading uh, pass, passer in the NFL? I'd have to look it up after yesterday. But he's he wasn't terrible yesterday. He only completed 50 of his passes. But I do think we're too hard on him. If we're trying to give him 20% of the credit for uh, how many percent did you I give, give him? I give him 25%. Well, I saw who gave him. Declan gave him 51% or something. 40%. He? 40%. I, Mostly because he slid short of the now, chains. No, I didn't see the game. I down. only saw highlights. I only saw a highlight. Now, that was a gaffe, but just looking at the numbers in the last five weeks, I don't think he's your problem. I think you got much worse problems than him. You're very positive this week. Yes. So my, my not positive, but my unchained is you're all idiots if you want to blame Cousins for any failures this team might have. That's my, uh, that's my uh, unchained. All right. We're done. We'll talk to you next week. All right, sir.